0: When you want to succeed as bad as you want to free then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. Work ethic
1: eliminates fear, you know.
0: So if you put forth the work, then what are you fearing? You know you what you're capable of doing, what you're not. You know, if you
1: put your mind to doing whatever you want to do, you know, good things can happen.
0: Because limits, like fear, are often just an illusion. You're listening to the Plunkett Fitness Project. Here's your host, Jamie Plunkett.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. Uh, Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, so it's a pretty good day. What, what? (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to talk about a few different posts that I shared with Ryan in my um, uh, forever um, trying to prove... The right way to do things when I send them to Ryan, trying to uh, show other people that are saying the same things. Um, you know, I just get so frustrated with all the the lies that are out there in this industry. I'm sure they're in all industries, but <clears throat> it irritates me, I guess you could say. So um, we saw another one this week, uh, or maybe it was last week, that I shared with Ryan yeah. by Jay, I do not know how to pronounce this guy's last name. I'm
0: going to guess it's Ferrugia. feruja
1: We'll say that. All right. Um, anyway, he's got a, a video of him doing rows, and it says training to build muscle is training to lose fat. So this is similar to one we talked about um, on the last podcast. So his caption goes on to say, nothing changes, it's the same workout. You don't have to increase reps, decrease your rest periods, or do everything in a circuit. You lift heavy weights with perfect execution in a her- and a Herculean effort on every rep. You do a few hard working sets, progressively overload, then you go home, eat, rest, and repeat. That's it. Diet, stress management, and sleep do more for fat loss than some insane boot camp style workout. So, that last line right there is extremely important and something that we stress to our clients often. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things like it's the simple stuff and it's the basics. So I'll repeat it, diet, stress management, and sleep do more for fat loss than some insane boot camp style workout. Um, you know, and everybody wants to skip the work. You know, yeah. those are those are hard things to do. You know, nobody wants to eat properly. Um, you know, stress management, I suppose that may be one of the easier ones. And then sleep, everybody wants to skip out on their sleep, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, people need to be getting, you know, I'd say eight to 10 hours of sleep a night and you know, that's an easy one to let slide. Cause you want to watch TV or go out with your friends or whatever it may be. Uh, then he goes on to say, that's why for the last 25 years, I put every client regardless of their weight or body fat percentage on a training program designed to build muscle. One that minimizes the stress on their joints and overall system while still getting the results we want. That's priority number one. Everything else falls into place once we optimize that. Um, And that's funny because you got all these people trying to sell shit. You know, they say it's optimized to your body type or, you know, women need to train differently than men or, you know, you need to train differently if you're older or younger or whatever whatever horse shit lie they're telling you. Um, And it's just funny because... He has every single client do weight training to build muscle, uh, regardless of their weight or body fat percentage. Um, and that's, that's really what everybody should be doing. It's just nice to hear yeah. other professionals speaking about it.
0: It is. I feel like there are, you know, and maybe it, it, I've, I've never paid attention to it until, you know, we started working together. But it does seem like there's more and more of that. I, I feel like there's more of that being passed around because before before social media and the internet, mm-hmm. the only message that was getting out there was the people that had the money. The people that had the money are the people that were, you know, they're peddling something like yeah. big, you know, like a big industry stuff. So you got a lot of these, you know, a lot of people kind of like you that are calling bullshit on all the nonsense and saying, look, man, this is, they're 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 just selling it's snake oil i mean and it's it's also it's dangerous you know i mean our, our post today uh i think it's oh i don't know if it's gone out yet or not but it, it's it talks about i'll read it to you jim you'll get a kick out of this one so it says it's a tweet and it says me and then nothing but then someone that is crossfit yeah i do crossfit yesterday we lifted 26 tires then ran 58 miles and only seven of us had to go to the hospital <laughs> So I saw that and of course I had to pull that's from uh white meme Jesus on, uh, on, on, uh, on Twitter or on Instagram. Yeah. Twitter, I guess. But yeah, like you look at that stuff and all these, like these camps and it's just, it's more of the same stuff that's just being, you know, they're just packaging these things that are easily scalable, I guess, you know, it's, it's easy to, to pack a bunch of people into a, into a classroom and do that versus I mean your your gym here just the amount of equipment that you have and the quality of the equipment that you have is like you don't see that you don't see that at most places especially places that are this size you know because it's still considered a, a boutique gym I would guess just based yeah. on the on the size alone but it's crazy
1: yeah um, something you said there I I think you know and we've talked about this before I think you know most people are selling emotions yeah you know and that's that's you know you you have to make the logical decision versus the emotional decision you know and that's the that's the problem with a lot of things yeah. um we're we're basing our decisions off of our emotions you know so a lot of these people are you know a lot of these these businesses are selling you know things that feel good or or make them sweat or make them tired or any of that kind of shit you know and and progress is kind of you know, not as important. Right. You know, so um, progress should be your your number one uh, measurement of success, um, you know, and you're going to feel good and you're going to enjoy it when you start seeing results. Those are the things you should enjoy is the results, um, not the actual workout, you right. know, and then, then once you start seeing results, you'll start enjoying the process like anything else. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I imagine... You know, if you, you become a doctor, you probably don't enjoy going to school for 12 years or whatever it is, right. but you learn to enjoy the process because of the reward at the end of the process. Yeah. You know, it's like anything. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things. We just need to start making more logical decisions, you know, thinking about tomorrow and not just today. Yeah. So the second post I sent him uh, was one we've actually done a video on. If you guys seen the seen if you guys have seen the one uh, where I'm in the bathroom sitting on the toilet. Um, so there's a guy uh, on Instagram. Uh, he used to be here in Kansas City. I think he moved to St. Louis. Uh, he's a physical therapist, I believe. And his uh, Instagram page is Squat University, and his post was, it's easy to say squats are bad for your knees when you don't take the time to learn technique and would rather spend your time on a leg press machine. But let me tell you, they're not if you do them correctly. So, then he goes on to, to, uh, in his caption, to say, again and again, research has shown That the deep squat is a safe exercise to include in a healthy athlete's training program. In fact, science has actually shown that squatting deep may have a protective effect on our knees by increasing its stability. In 1986, researchers compared knee stability among powerlifters, basketball players, and runners. After a heavy squat workout, the powerlifters actually had more stable knees than the basketball players who had just practiced for over an hour and runners who just ran 10 kilometers. In 1989, another group of researchers were able to show that competitive weightlifters and powerlifters had knee ligaments that were less lax than those who never squatted. Some authorities claim that because deep squats raise compression, compression forces at the knee, they cause the meniscus and the cartilage on the backside of the patella to wear away. While an increase in compression would lead to a greater susceptibility of injury, there has been no such cause and effect relationship established by science. If this were true, we would expect to see extreme amounts of arthritis in the knees of weightlifters and powerlifters. Fortunately, this is not the case. There is little evidence of cartilage wear in the knees as a result of long-term weight training. In fact, elite weightlifters and powerlifters have relatively healthy knees, <clears throat> and research has shown that degenerative joint disease is not an inevitable consequence of, the long, of long-term weightlifting. It all comes down to using good technique and good programming. Um, <clears throat> so that one's interesting because I get people all the time. They tell me I have bad knees and they will squat above parallel, you know, and then I'll, I'll walk out and I'll see them uh, sitting below parallel, writing notes for their workout, which is interesting, um, kind of debunks their whole theory on bad knees and they can't squat the parallel. Uh, But I'll argue all the time that squatting above parallel is harder on your knees and your back than squatting below parallel. Um, And that's just because you're using the proper muscles when you squat squat below parallel. You're reversing the movement (coughs) with muscles on your posterior chain, your glutes, your adductors. um, (coughs) Versus whenever you squat above parallel you're basically putting the brakes on with your quads and your hip flexors. Uh, and that puts a ton of stress in the knees and the back. Um, so it's very unsafe to squat above parallel, which if you understand, uh, biomechanics and you watch somebody squat above parallel versus somebody squat below parallel, you can see it when they do it. It just does not look good on the knees or the back. Right. Um, You have any input on that, Ryan? I know you're learning how to squat right now. Yeah, I am learning. I'll tell you what, even,
0: you know, this is my third week here uh, on the program and stuff. And I, like, this is the first week, like, and again, I've, my, one of the things going into this whole thing for me was I've never been flexible. Like, even when I was younger and, you know, when I was playing football and stuff, I was, I was always tight and stuff. And I was always nervous about squatting. I mean, I did squats in high school, but like I said, never really them and I, now I know I never did them right because you know you're sitting there like pushing your knees out you're giving me this direction and stuff but after the third week it's not that they were easier because you know and, and, and I'm not lifting I'm barely lifting any weight right now But but the reality of it is the motion of it is getting easier and it feels yep. more natural and it feels not only that but like I feel more flexible at home when I'm doing stuff and that's only three weeks into this you know so like to me it makes a it felt really good on Monday being able to go and and actually do it without like a week ago when I was doing those squats, you know, you'd walk up and get in my face cuz I was leaning forward too much. Mm-hmm. And this week I didn't feel like I was leaning forward at all. Like I could t- I could just, you know, I, I knew to look for it. I knew like, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing it. It's one of those things where I just did it instinctively originally, but like all those things um as much as it like yeah, you feel the Like, I mean, not like a crazy burn, but like you can, you feel the muscle, but it didn't, but it felt, it felt good. Like it felt like a good stretch almost, you know what I mean? When I was, when I was doing it this week for the first time, after the first two weeks where I just felt like, I just felt awkward as hell, you know? And it felt like I, and I was also struggling just to get the motion, just to get from point A to point B. It was like, it was really difficult. And now I'm like, okay, well I can, now I can do this. So now it's like, let's just keep doing it. And then we'll, you know, we'll get the get get the form continue to work on the form and then start adding weight and all that so i can lift as much as the 12 year old girls in there
1: (laughs) um and a funny thing is about squats and we have a similar story about lunges here in a minute but uh squats really the first thing you have to do is learn how to sit down yeah so we have all these boxes they're called box squats it's uh Basically, like a little chair that's flat that we can raise and lower, you know, depending on how tall the client is. And the first thing we do is we teach them how to sit down in the box, you know, with a proper proper technique of squatting. Because um, a lot of people struggle in the beginning is they think they're going to fall over backwards. So, we put a box under them. They sit down. Over time, they get more confident in their technique. And then we remove the box. Um, but... You know, that's the funny thing and, and we were talking about lunges the same way. Like everybody should be able to squat and lunge. Um, you know, like I say in that video, if you sit on the toilet, you're doing a squat to get on the toilet. Right. If you've ever kneeled down at home, that's a lunge. Yeah. You know, so when people tell you they can't lunge or they can't squat the parallel, um, it's probably one of two things. What I find the majority of the time is they don't know how to do it correctly. Nobody's ever taught them. Yeah. Other times it's people that don't want to do those exercises. So they make excuses for it, which is fine. I would prefer you just say, I don't want to lunge. Right. um, Or I don't want to squat the parallel. Um, You know, I disagree with that, but whatever you want to do, I don't care. Um, but like I said, everybody, I mean, I have, I have clients in their 80s that do walking lunges. Uh, so everybody, and they squat as well. Um, everybody should be able to squat and lunge. And if you can't, you're either making excuses or you haven't been taught correctly how to do it. So Yeah. Um, well,
0: in that lunge, in the lunge, what you're talking about too is, so I told Jamie this, I don't know, last, <coughs> a few days ago, whatever. Good friend of mine. Uh, she's a girl and she had a personal trainer for like... God, I want to say two years, something like that. And she was, we were going back. She was like, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. I said, ah, you know, I'm, I said, I told you what I just said. Like, you know, I'm starting to feel more comfortable with the, the movements. You know, I mm-hmm. said, I'm still not lifting anything yet, but said, so getting the, getting the movements and I am, what I am lifting is increasing. So even those little results are motivating, you know what I mean? When you get started out, it's like, oh yeah, it's cool. You know, I can little, little stuff here and there, but she's like, you know, have you, she's like, have you done lunges yet? Like, yeah, I do them every Monday or whatever, the same day we do squats. She's like, can you do them? I'm like, well, yeah, I can do them. What do you mean? I said, I'm not, I'm doing the baby steps. I'm starting at the very beginning. Like, I said, I'm not, you know, and she goes, well, I, I can never do it. And that's when Jamie's like, well, bring her up here and I'll <laughs> I'll have her do one in 20 minutes. Which yeah. is funny because she had a, this was not somebody that just went to a gym on her own. I mean, she had a dedicated well, she's personal young, trainer. right? Yeah, she's in her I guess at this point she's in her early forties. So yeah. yeah, I mean she was in her mid thirties when she had that trainer, you know, yeah. that was a while ago. So she was definitely and she's she's an athlete. The thing is she's not like a she's not uh physically you know, physically challenged or impaired or any of that stuff. I yeah. mean she's she's always been athletic and stuff. So it was interesting when uh when you told me that and I can't I, I'm excited to to get her in here and like just watch it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean the interesting thing about lunges is all you have to do, is, what we do with people is we stand them next to a bench and we'll have them basically step backwards and kneel down to the floor. And we have them kneel all the way down. Obviously, don't don't slam your knee into the floor. Right. But kneel down, you know, to the floor just like you're kneeling down at home. Don't overthink it. And then stand back up. That's yeah. a lunge. And what we do is we'll put them next to a bench so then they can put one hand on the bench and they put the other hand on their thigh of their the, the leg that is in front yeah. And they stand back up. So, you know, the biggest thing is, and it's, it's this, you know, CrossFit, you know, sweated out, all this bullshit, is people think stuff should be hard and excruciating. It's like, no, you have to learn how to move properly first. So it's the same thing like with the box squat. Sit down, stand up. You know, it should not be hard, but in the beginning, doing that repetitively is going to make you sore, which is going to make you better. Right. Um, Not that soreness makes you better necessarily, but the stretch is breaking down muscle tissue and you're going to build more muscle tissue, which is going to make you better at that movement. So with lunges, it's the same thing. Stand next to that bench, step back, kneel down, make it as easy as possible. We just need the range of motion, you know, and stand back up do that. You know, I'll start some people out. They'll do... You know, two sets of five their first workout. Right. Next workout, they'll do two sets of eight. Yeah. And two sets of ten. You know, then we'll maybe do three sets of ten the next workout. You know, and then next thing you know, they're they're holding weights and they're doing walking lunges across the floor. Right. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, that stuff's just common sense. So if you have a trainer that tells you um, that you can't lunge, it's just something you can't do you need to get a new trainer but
0: yeah i mean that's a yeah it was it is funny when you break all this stuff down to its simplest form which is really what you guys have done i mean and that's the that's the thing that i like most about this i told you this it's like you simplified this stuff i mean it's not easy but it's like look this is and then once you you gradually increase it so next thing you know you know you look at where you want to go but uh at the at the very beginning of all this stuff, it's all basic and it's all based on m- just move things we do, human movement. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like uh, you're not a contortionist. You know, this yep. is not acrobatics or you know you have to be a ballerina. Or- well, I mean that's
1: the thing with like squats and deadlifts and lunges. They're all very functional. Those are things you should be doing in everyday life. Right. You know, and if you know, I say all the time, I will have clients come in and their doctor tells them never to squat again. Well, how the hell are you going to get on the toilet? Right. You know, I mean, so you're, you're going to completely eliminate that movement except, you know, twice a day or whatever it is when they sit on the toilet. Yeah. Like, why don't we teach them how to sit on the toilet properly? Yeah. You know, why don't we teach them how to kneel down properly, which is a lunge? Why don't we teach them how to deadlift properly so when they go to pick something up off the floor, they don't hurt their back? Yeah. You know, it's not a big deal. You know, it's it's a problem that we're telling people not to do these things then they go to do them in everyday life because you're gonna have to at some point Mm -hmm. they hurt themselves because they don't know how to move because they've been told their whole life that those things are bad for them right they're bad for them because they don't know do them properly yeah Uh, okay one more post that we'll talk about here an interesting one um another one i sent ryan um I don't even know what this picture is. That's Leonardo DiCaprio when he's like twelve or something.
0: Yeah, it's 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 there's a meme that went around. This guy, Dr. Nadowski, he's uh he's pretty good at jumping on like meme trends online, but it's the oh, okay. it's the it's the scene from um Titanic where oh, is that Titanic? Yeah, where uh Leah Leonardo DiCaprio shows the, the girl the the paintings or drawings. And so instead of her looking at a drawing, it's her looking at that note. <laughs>
1: that note <laughs> now I get
0: it and yeah that's why that's why it's it's and like so people like that's what he always does he's good at like you know customizing stuff for his thing yeah, so yeah. it's like you know they'd all have different messages down there so it shows I can't remember the na- the gal's name um, but her looking at it and the note says you don't have a broken metabolism is what she's looking at which is hilarious
1: and the reason why that's uh, relevant is because that's what a lot of people, you know, you'll hear that a lot. A lot uh-huh. of people, you know, they'll come in, they're overweight, and they're like, "Yeah, I got a slow, slow metabolism, you know, hypothyroid, whatever it is." Well. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, those things are those things may be true, but they're true because they're self-inflicted. Because you know, one day you will eat five thousand calories, the next day you will eat zero, and then you follow it up with three hours of sleep that night. Yeah, you know, and then you get drunk the next day. Right. And those are the majority of your calories that that, that day. Sounds like know? a
0: pretty good weekend to me, Jamie.
1: Oh God. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I do? What I like to think I, the way I try to make things simple to people when I talk to them is you think about. You know, at the end of the day, the human body is an organism. Yeah. You know, and if you can you imagine doing the shit to your dog that you do to yourself sometimes?
0: Oh, I can't. Poor Nash would be—he'd be a mess.
1: I mean, you're gonna hold his eyelids open after three hours of sleep. Yeah. You're gonna put coffee down his throat. You're gonna feed him cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Yeah. Eat pizza at night. You know all this crap we do to ourselves. Yeah. No wonder you don't feel good. Yeah. You know you would never do those things to your dog. Right. But we do them to ourselves. Then we we act dumbfounded why we feel like shit.
0: Yeah. Why well, my dog's in perfect condition because he eats the exact same regimented amount of food every single day. And he
1: Sleeps like fifteen hours a day. <laughs> that's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So this this post, uh, I guess I can read through it again. Yeah. Yeah. So you've tried keto and all sorts of diets, and you keep losing the same 10 pounds. That sounds familiar. You move to the next diet that promises to take the weight off by using some method that they claim to have discovered, except that it doesn't work. You begin to think you have a slow or broken metabolism. That's the only thing that makes sense. These diets claim to be the answer, and none of them worked. I get it. The thing is, studies show it's not your metabolism. It all comes down to energy balance. Now Listen. I'm not talking about the person with five pounds to lose to get abs. I'm talking about someone with 20 or more pounds to lose. Once you understand energy balance, calories coming in versus calories burned, and truly how much you're getting in, you'll see it was all a matter of controlling it in some way or fashion. Uh, I was able to discuss this with my buddy on a podcast, yada, yada, yada. So that's basically what he's talking about. So he's talking about, you know... um, calorie deficit um so and i'll agree with that that's the majority of of what i see when somebody comes in and they can't lose weight they're eating too much you know and what i tell people all the time people get emotional about that shit and offended and whatever else you know it's not a big deal yeah eat as much as you want but you come to me and you tell me you want to get smaller you're gonna have to eat less Um, and you're gonna have to be honest about it you know that's usually where people go wrong is they don't honestly record their foods or they're underestimating stuff, and you know, and then they get frustrated. You know, you have to be very specific about what it is you're eating. You have to measure stuff out in the beginning until you get a good idea. You know, and then you know, I try to make it as simple as possible. I just eat the same foods every day, mm-hmm. which I think you've started doing some of that yourself. Yeah, what mean, you're doing.
0: Yeah, and when I was, uh, you know, when I was in better shape before I moved down here, and I was at a really good, a healthy weight, but I was, I was soft like i said but that even at that time i was eating um i i've always been i'm super habit focused so when it comes to food and stuff i don't i don't need to mix it up like some people feel the need like oh i've got to have like that's an excuse yeah i i don't like for me i found something i like and i've gotten to the point now where you know i'm following jamie's a big proponent of the vertical diet which is um what's stan Effording's what, stan efforting's deal and so um I've dug into that and you know Jamie's given me a, a set of like macronutrients to hit and those are the goals I'm going for and I'm looking at you know typically I'd never looked at macronutrients before I'd always looked at just calories mm-hmm. but even this like when I'm when I'm and I'm not there's nothing that I'm that I'm having that I'm not calculating and I'm looking at it and it's it's putting me at 17-1800 calories a day even still but I told Jamie the other thing is I'm not hungry at all Like normally if I was eating that, like I I would, you know, and I would go, I'd be closer to eating too little. So I'd be closer to start like not starving myself, but, but I was in the 12 to 1500 calorie a day range when I was like trying to cut weight or lose weight or whatever. And I would, if those are days when I'd be hungry, I'd be ravenous. You know what I mean? And now it's like, man, I feel, I feel really good. And that, that gives me a lot of confidence because that takes away the, the the impulse that I have to eat compulsively like that's my yep. pro my problem is getting up at 11 o'clock being hungry and going and eating three peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you know I mean that sounds it, it's embarrassing but it's real like that's, that's Dude, what that's the I thing did is myself. about
1: that is that's, that's normal though yeah that there's our hormones in our body you know there's a reason why we've lived on this earth as long as we have as humans so our number the, you, the body's number one the thing that it's the best at And its number one job is surviving. Right. So when we don't eat enough, your body will release hormones that basically tell you to eat. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you're basically trying to fight uh, your survival mechanisms when you're starving yourself and not eating. Yeah. So that's something you have to kind of factor into the equation whenever you go to lose weight. Like you have, number one, you have to understand that's going to happen. Number two, you have to do as much as you can to... Prevent temptation. Right. So right. to prevent the, the huge hunger pangs that you're yeah, gonna have. You know. Yeah. So, you know, eating the right foods, you know, that's why if it fits in your macros is a bunch of shit, because it doesn't fill you up. Right. You know, right. sugar is not equal to oatmeal. Right. Whey protein is not equal to steak. Right. You know, those things are you know, the foods that we recommend are gonna fill you up. So then you don't get hungry so you're not tempted to eat peanut butter and jelly at 11 o'clock at night. Right. You know, right. um, but yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that's a, you know, you were saying that, um, that's why it's so important to look at your macros, uh, your protein, your fat and your carbs. Mm-hmm. Cause if you just willy nilly eat 1200 calories, then you're probably going to avoid meat cause it's work. Right. You know, that's what we always talk about is the, the magic is not the secret is the work. You know, and if you look at nutrition, the shit that is the work is making eggs, making meat, having a plan. Right. You know, if you just say twelve hundred calories, well, shit, you could eat twelve hundred calories from anything. Yeah. But if you're not eating the right foods, eventually your hunger is going to win, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna binge on something. Yeah. I mean
0: that that was I mean that was me for the last two and a half years. You know, and it's
1: not it's not a long term solution. No,
0: and and that's I mean for me and I, the thing of it is I. I like what I'm eating right now. Like there's, and, and even if I, uh, you know, even if I were to mix it up and get like, you know, go grab chicken or, and there's some meals where, you know, Ashley's like, uh, we've, we've added like bell peppers and, you know, stuff like that, like things that are healthy, but to get a little, to mix it up a little bit, that's fine. But I don't, I don't necessarily need it. And to, to me, the most important thing is avoiding those hunger pangs. Like that's, that's what mm-hmm. I, and it's like, it, it is, it's a little bit of work, but, you know, right now the weather's terrible. So I mean, it was beautiful on the weekend, but 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 even still, you get a foreman grill and you knock that out. Like for me, it's like if I can simplify anything, I can simplify. I can succeed at. Yep. You know, if I can break it down and make it where I don't have to think about stuff, that's how I succeed because that way I'm not leaving myself in a trap where I'm a hungry or b like what am I going to eat right now? And yep. I'm going to run up just I'm going to run up to Chipotle or I'm going to run. You know what I mean? And and what and make and make bad decisions. You know, when I get to the point where I don't have that that plan set out in front of me. so
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, the other funny thing I was going to mention when it comes to food, you know, say you want to have ice cream or whatever it is, pizza. What I find nine times out of ten, if I eat what I'm supposed to eat, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, curb my hunger, then I'm just like, eh, I didn't need the pizza anyway. Right. You know, so it's like a lot of things where, you know, if you – follow your plan, those things that were tempting you before, just like, eh, I could go without it now, Right? you know uh, and that's that's one thing we talk to our clients about a lot is is not overextending themselves with activity, which is what a lot of, you know, workout programs do when they, you know, wear you out and they make you sweat a ton, you know, is you know, they're just depleting, they're causing a huge disturbance uh, in your homeostasis um, which is, you know, basically your body's natural state that's where it wants to be it wants to you know doesn't want to get too high too low basically right um and the more you disturb that you know the bigger reaction you're going to have yeah you know down the road um so when you you know you do this you know a workout that burns a thousand calories you know the hunger pangs are going to be that much bigger yeah you know and your your exhaustion is going to be that much worse so it's going to be that much harder to -hmm. resist temptation um, you know, it's the same thing with starving yourself. If you go eight hours without eating, then the hunger pangs are going to be much worse than if you go three or four hours. Yeah. You know, that's a big one for me is I know I need to eat every three or four hours. If I don't, then, you know, I might get off track. Yeah. So it's, it's very important to have a plan, um, <clears throat> and be eating every three, four hours or so, Yeah. you know, and you got to figure out what works for you. But, um, yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm I'm most
0: excited about is because I know nutrition's the key to. I mean, my goal I, I I'm not I'm not going to be a bodybuilder. That's not my goal. My goal is to.
1: Oh shit! I got to lo- <laughs> change your plan.
0: <laughs> my goal is to, to look good and feel good as as, as best I can. And uh, and and so what I'm most excited about is the fact that I'm not starving, man. I mean, and I'm I'm enjoying coming in here and like finally doing the stuff I've been watching people do. But really, it's the fact that I'm like, all right, like I'm three weeks into this, and I'm like. I can do I, I can do it. I'm not I don't feel like I'm struggling. I don't feel like I'm fighting anything. And that is that's that was I guess that like the fear. I think that's a fear of a lot of people. And I think if you've done if you've crash dieted in the past, that's what you fear. Yeah. You fear that like you're punishing yourself.
1: Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't
0: feel like I'm punishing myself at all. And and so that makes it easy for me to be like, like you said, stay on track and uh
1: a lot of people feel like they're punishing themselves with work though.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that's a different podcast, I think. <laughs> but but you're not wrong, you know.
1: Anyway, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, I
0: mean, other than how about them Chiefs? You know, no. uh, you look been at, a long time. It's been a long time coming, but uh, I think we got we've got pretty much everything covered today.
1: All right. Thanks for listening, today, guys. Uh, have a good one. We'll uh, talk to you next time.
0: Yeah, appreciate it, you guys. Check us out uh, at plunketfitness.com or on Instagram at plunket_fitness. You can also do us a favor and tell a friend about this or go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening
0: to the Plunket Fitness Project. Please share with your friends, subscribe, rate, and review.
1: For more info, visit our website, plunketfitness.com.